and welcome to the Big Apple School Podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of the show is to help you improve your English and, of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm your host, and today with me... I'm Gary. And... Benjamin. Dear listeners, you know, we're doing our best to be as useful to you as possible, and we would love to get some feedback about it. So you can subscribe to our pages on Apple, Gandex, Google, or any platform where you listen to our podcast and let us know what you think about our show. You can tell us what you like or dislike. You can rate and review our podcast, give us stars, leave some comments, ask questions, and even send your ideas about next episodes. It won't take much time or effort, but it will help us a lot to become even better. To be the best. So the, the premier broad podcast <laughs> of all podcasts. Of all podcasts. Wow. Anywhere. That's very ambitious. We're going to take on Joe Rogan. Yeah. That punk. <laughs> <laughs> that punk. <laughs> Wimp puke. Right. Just wait until Joe hears about that. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, competition. Yeah. How yeah. can I handle it? Well, but the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk about transport. But wait, haven't we already? Oh, yes, we have. So I, why? I believe we have, yes. Then why are we here? Because I can't get enough of transport. <laughs> That's well. actually the only reason why we're doing it. So, but let's, uh, let's remember the, the, the last episode, uh, last time that we talked about transport. So can you tell us what exactly we talked about? <laughs> Gary, that's another memory check over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, okay. So what, what did uh, we I, discuss I mean, last time? Well, I think we talked, it was also about transportation, but I think it ended up being about what, automobiles? Yeah, mostly, we, we ended know? up yeah, talking I a lot about cars and cars, driver's licenses. You know. and yeah, and then only at the end of the podcast, we were like, oh yeah, right, there are other types of transport. Let's talk about planes. <laughs> but yeah, I think we talked about cars mainly. So that's why today we can say- See, I did good, right? Yeah. Another yeah. test. That's two tests. Check. Two aces. Ace, ace both of them. <laughs> Two straight A's so far. Okay. I'm going to check next time, you know, that we have <laughs> right, a podcast yeah, right. together. Okay. I'm just going to remember it this way, maybe. <laughs> so, dear listeners, you know, feel free to send comments in, you know, in the comment section, asking Gary different questions about the password, checking his memory, <laughs> right. making sure he's okay. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And since we spoke about mainly cars last time, let's talk more about planes today and other types of transport that we didn't even mention last time. So, and I think Benjamin over here is a huge fan of aviation in... Yeah, I can't, I can't get enough of planes. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. It's... And I want to, can I interrupt here before we even start? I, I want to know what, what is your, where does your interest in this subject come well, from? How did that... I've always, I've been really lucky as a, as a kid. I... Well, I grew up in Brazil and I flew a lot when I was younger. And where, where were you flying from? Well, flying places, for instance, from from um, from Sao Paulo to London, sometimes to the States. So I was really lucky. I got to go on a lot of planes when I was younger, and I still fly occasionally. And I've just always been fascinated with with flying and the mechanics of such huge machines, and it just fascinated me. Mm-hmm. I love aviation too, but mostly for the reason that some family members were in aviation. So I um, I have an uncle who used to be first a flight attendant for like 15 years. Cool. And he used, he used to show us, you know, like all the things he brought from other countries. And, you know, growing up in Ikutia, you were shocked about, you know, the very idea of there being other countries, you know. <laughs> right. You live in 
on a stranded island, basically, you know, cut from the world with the trees and taiga and whatever. Which airline did he fly for? Yakutia. Yakutia, yeah, I know. So he flew on the Boeing 737s, mm. I believe. You're uh, a nerd. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But Yakutia, I believe they used to have the old Tupolevs as well. The, yeah. The, but then Russia outlawed them, I believe. Mm, it might be so. I believe they're still only used for military purposes now, but previously they were normal civil aviation I, I have, staples. I've, I've flown on them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tell me. Can you remember well, which ones? No, I can't. Um, yeah, not to, not to yeah. that degree. I'm sure I've flown on them. T- yeah, TUs and the ILs, right? Yeah. yeah. That was what used to fly. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was before Boeings were kind of a new thing in the 90s. Mid- yeah. Yeah, and then some of my family worked, you know, at the airport, but not flying. And then my dad worked at the airport his whole life for for 30 years. But he was, oh, really? um, how do you call people who just like, you know, load the, the plane and then take the cargo off? So was he a load master or was he, he was a baggage? Baggage assistant? handler. Yeah, we baggage, say baggage handler. handlers. Yeah. Yeah. But what if it's not baggage? Like, uh, I guess like you would what? say a load, uh, a load master, maybe. A load master. I, I love the so, I love, yeah. I love Load the master, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 they, they <laughs> didn't sounds, only... That sounds positively Russian. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they didn't only <laughs> yes, deal, you know, with the luggage itself, but sometimes, you know, they would um, have to load, you know, um, different devices, furniture, horses. Cool. Once they had, you know, they had to um, take a horse off the plane and, you know, they were in big boxes. And the, the thing is that, you know, the moment you put the, uh, you know, you try to hold, you know, this cage maybe and the horse tried to kick the hands. So it was very dangerous. Mm. So, but yeah, we heard a lot of stories. Yeah. And since he spent his whole life, you know, working with the planes, so inside yeah, the planes. They, they call the, in general, everybody that's working there, they call it ground crew. Ground crew, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so being the, because he was also a driver, you know, so yeah, and being the just, ground crew, first it affected his hearing at some point, because yeah. you can imagine, you know, yeah. you work with the engine on. Uh, and yeah, and because of that, he knew all the, you know, the the makes of the plane, the types of them. So, and Yakutsk is a small town. So whenever you just, you know, whenever there's a, plane flying you can see it pretty well and you can hear it because it's a tiny town this is what i miss here actually so when we would be having you know um dinner and there would be a f- plane flying you just look out at the windows like hmm boeing 747 to moscow a little bit late today but okay that's cool that's cool <laughs> so yeah that's why i got to love you know the planes and i was like how can you remember all these things and sometimes he would say garbati politiel and you know, like the hump, the humpback yeah, is yeah. flying. I'm like, what does that mean? And he explained it to me, you know, that a plane had, you know, like, uh-huh. it looked as if it had a, you know, like a humpback. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of aviation? Do you know how it all started? I mean. Well, technically the people who kicked it all off were these two brothers called the Wright brothers. And maybe, Gary, you might know a little something about this. There's maybe little, you might know them. You remember <laughs> meeting them? Thank you, yeah. I was very young. I, well, no, this was back in... Wilbur and Orville. Oh, yeah. Uncle Wilbur, we called him. And well, it was back in 1904. So it was a long time ago. Maybe, well, I, was, I don't like know. Like I said, I was very young. <laughs> I didn't say I maybe. was old then. at the time. I was... <laughs> in my 20s, but, right? In my 20s, yeah. This is in my prime. There's a debate as to whether it happened. Well, actually, they took off in Kitty Hawk in North Carolina. Yeah, but weren't they from Ohio? They were. They were from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, which is where there's a big Air Force base. 
So no. that's that's why you know them because you grew up in Ohio. And, <laughs> and, and, and we go down and, and <laughs> in, the, in the horse and buggy to <laughs> to visit, yeah. visit Uncle Wilbur and Orville. Yeah. But I believe there were many pioneers attempting to make the first flight, and the Wright brothers were not particularly. I mean, they, they weren't physicists necessarily. I don't think they were physicists. They were bicycle mechanics. Right, as and, opposed to physicists. Okay, that puts, yeah. you know, that, yeah, that's kind of... I wouldn't trust them then, you know. Yeah, and they, they put all these physicists and... But... Yeah. yeah. To yeah, shame, yeah. So... Uh, so, so, but the plane that they made, it didn't look like the plane, we, the planes we know now, right? So how was, yeah. it was not the one that you can go inside and sit in a nice chair, but what, what, what was it like? Well, to, to explain it in an easy way, it was just like a double decker wing kind of aircraft, if you understand what I mean. There were two sets of wings mm-hmm. oh, okay. above each other. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the flight only lasted for something like 12 seconds, but still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, for that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah for was, that, how yeah. how far was it? It was like a hundred yards. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't particularly far, but it was it was enough mm-hmm. to capture the world's attention. Obviously, yeah. Well, they were tinkerers. You know, the nineteenth century was in into the tw- early twentieth. Ordinary people that would just we say tinker, somebody that works with their hands and takes tools mm-hmm. and makes new mechanisms. Yeah. That's that's what they were, and they did a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So how did it develop from there? Well, from there, I guess the the American military must have caught on to it somehow. Like we have a flying thing. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So it all started in the U.S. then. So all and France. I mean, other people, of course, tried to 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 make it happen. It's not like it was just the Wright brothers and they were the godfathers of a- aviation, but they, yeah, they were the first to get the things going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then from there obviously the military took over and and then i believe in world war one yeah, they were aircraft so world war one so before the 1920s it was what was it 1914 to 1918 yeah so by then there were they were aircraft. yeah they were active and there were aces you know they were yeah dog, yeah aces fights, the, yeah. you know they in the air and but it was mostly you know um planes with limited capacity you know for like one two people not cargo planes that no. we can imagine so no, no. Yeah. that was later yeah so yeah, that when, was in the 30s i believe that started happening and if i'm not mistaken sometime after that like several decades after that there was a zeppelin some kind of like there were zeppelins so do you know anything about that like well, the, how, the big balloons well they were, yeah they were a kind of a balloon yeah, I believe it full, was full of gas. Transport yeah, they were between... they were functioning on uh, hydrogen, I think. Hydrogen, yeah. yeah. Well, so it flew from then Nazi Germany to the States, I believe. I think they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was a they, cross they Atlantic. Had, they were, you know, they were capable, and they and they were quite luxurious. They they were supposed to be maybe the future of aviation, but then they weren't. Yeah. Because it's hydrogen gas is very explosive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, um, you know, the, well, people had a lot of, you know, hopes about them. They thought like, oh, they can fly further than the planes they had at the time. So, and they can uh, carry more people and more cargo. So, you know, they had a lot of hopes about that. But um, I think it all, it was all over after the 1930s, the catastrophe with yeah, there Hind- was a Hindenburg. Yeah, the Hindenburg, Hindenburg. You know, disaster. Yeah, it, it 
I mean, it's just so spectacular. There were photographs. There was it was live radio. Mm-hmm. There's a famous radio clip of. Oh, of, really? Of this, yeah, because it was an event. You know, the zeppelins coming in and going to land and mm-hmm. just sort of you know preparing to just have a big celebration. And the thing goes up in these horrible flames, mm-hmm. and the guy, you know, the uh, broadcaster's like weeping and just you know, total emotion in his voice because he can't believe what's happening. Oh, I wouldn't happened. want to. I wouldn't want to. It's like, you know, watching the that. Cha- well, it's like watching the Challenger, you know. Oh, that would be very tough to terrible. hear. And, yeah. you know, when you have a thing like that happen, you aren't going to, you know, I, I forget who was on that. You know, it was probably I, no, notable people. And, well, yeah, because, uh, you know, it must have been really expensive, so not uh, really yeah. available to the, you know, mere folks. Yeah. So simple. Simple people, right? But no yeah, simple people, yeah. Yeah, and did did everyone die in the catastrophe? Yeah, oh, absolutely, everyone. Yeah, it was died, a right? huge flame. It was, it was a huge fireball. It was there was no way people could survive. That. I think this is one thing that you know put fear into people's minds. You oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah, in just, in general, you know, a lot of people are afraid of flying, especially you know after seeing all the videos about catastrophes. Even though technically airplanes are the safest transport, right? Yeah, they are, yeah. So, but yeah, but let's say my best friend, she, she has a phobia. So mm-hmm. she's, just a, she's terrified of flying. So every single time she has to fly, she's like, promise that if I die, you'll bring my dog back to Russia. It's like, you're, gonna, you're not going to die. Promise me. Like, okay. Okay. I promise that should anything happen, I'll take care of your dog. So yeah, she has to take some kind of like, you know, the pills yeah. or something like that prescribed by the doctor. So, so does she just take like a lot of Valium before the plane and... Well, I'm not sure no. what exactly she takes, <laughs> <No>. but <laughs> but whatever it is, it is prescribed yeah. by a doctor, so totally legal. Okay, good. Right, this is a family. <laughs> no illegal. We're, yeah, we're not recommending <laughs> illegal ways. Absolutely of, not. Of handling air flight. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So can you can you remember any of the big um, plane crashes? Oh, there were loads. I mean. Where should we start with? I mean, there's there's so many. There was so. I mean, obviously, I believe at any moment there there are thousands of planes in the sky at any given moment. Obviously, there has been a decline given the whole COVID situation. Well, of course. But nonetheless, there are still thousands of planes in the sky as we speak. Mm-hmm. So, but every every day, or well, not every day, but every few days, there is at least an incident. Not necessarily whereby people die, but. Yeah, I mean, people rarely die. I think they went, uh, I think maybe it was only in the United States, but I think they went whole years with no accidents. Good job. It's it's really dependable. I I don't think that was global, but. um. Yeah, they say that in general, when there is an accident, it's it's like 90% of surviving, like 90% chance of surviving it. Unless it's like a huge catastrophe when the airplane, let's say, falls into the ocean, then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking for so, uh, for an example of a huge aviation incident, there was a flight between, it was an Air France flight between Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and Paris. Mm. When Very, was it? Yeah, I remember that. I think it was 20, 2014. So maybe mm. I'm wrong, but it was. Okay, so uh, not, not re- too long ago. Not too long ago, and it was a very advanced. It was an Airbus A330, so that's a very advanced aircraft. And I believe. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. I don't want to use really technical words that nobody mm-hmm. is going to need, but the first officer or the co-pilot, he 
was left in charge of the plane. I, I believe the pilot went went for a nap or something, and mm-hmm. it was the dark of night, and they were flying over the Atlantic Ocean. And for some reason, the first officer had not been monitoring the altitude. Mm-hmm. And before it was before he realized it, it was too late, and he just yeah they collided with the ocean. Mm-hmm. Somehow he disengaged the autopilot. Oh. And the plane just gradually drifted down, and it was nighttime, so you had no visual reference of yeah. the ground, and the plane just hit the ground. Is that the one where they overrode the? You know, so much of the actual aviation that this it's it's automatic now. It's yeah. computerized. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The, yeah. the the pilots are really only involved at landing and, and yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Which yeah. is why it's so dependable because yeah. the machines and are better than people. Yeah. Are, yeah. Well, but I, th- I think he overrode. Did did they investigate? Yeah, by, by accidents or something. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. happened in Russia too. There was a flight between, I believe, it was Moscow and Hong Kong, and this was a older Airbus. It was the A three ten. If anyone knows what that is, I know what that yeah. is. I've, I used to yeah. fly on those from Yakutsk to Novosibirsk. Oh, cool. Cool. So yeah, I think S seven had them or something. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, the the captain allowed his son into the cockpit, and it's okay. It's, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. But he so the captain, um, okay. So in cockpits, you have the autopilot, mm-hmm. um, autopilot Tumblr, dashboard. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. It's like a dashboard whereby you can choose the heading so the mm-hmm. heading is the direction you're going in and he allowed the child so the plane was flying on autopilot but he wanted to let his son have the impression that he was controlling the plane so he allowed his son to sit in the seat and the son took control of the yoke the yoke is like the steering wheel uh-huh. and he changed the heading setting and said turn the plane right so he thought it was turning right no problems it was all okay but what the pilot didn't realize was because a I believe he was new to that aircraft. I can't remember. Was that if you hold the yoke in a set, in a position for a certain amount of time, the autopilot disengages without an oh. alarm. And the kid, and he, he thought the plane was just turning, but then all of a sudden the plane reached what is called bank angle. Bank angle is like the maximum angle that a plane can, yeah. can turn at. And the fl- and then before they knew it, um, the G-forces were getting too big, so the pilot couldn't return to his seat. And the co-pilot um, managed to get the plane out of a crazy dive, but then um, he just lost control and it crashed into the Did ground. Did people and- survive? No, no one survived. I mean, at least the like crash would have been instant and everyone would have died immediately. But it would have been terrifying to, like, go down. I remember, speaking of Airbus A310, um, I remember in 2006 there was, an air, like, an air crash. At that time, a 7 was called Sibir. Yeah. So it was, like, they had a different name. And there was a horrible air crash, you know, involving that uh, Airbus. And um, everyone was shocked at the time, you know, because it was, I think, the first big air crash that people were talking about. So, and... About one and a half months later, my family, you know, my family and I, so we had to fly the same airline, same type of, um, the air, the same type of Airbus. And we're just sitting and like, you know, like, okay, okay, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. But still, you know, it was really stressful flight. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, sure. I mean, it's a very safe aircraft. It really is. It's a in general, in general yeah. planes are really yeah, safe. because we know, safe, And yeah. we remember about air crashes, but we don't take into account how many 
dozens of thousands of flights have safely come back, you know, or reached their destination. Yeah, yeah. I heard something really funny that you're more likely to die in your living room chair being kicked to death by a donkey than you are <laughs> than you are I thought you were going to say because usually people yeah. you know use the argument saying like you're more likely to die on your way to the airport that's yeah. true yeah. I'm sure that's plane, true yeah. that's absolutely I remember I asked my uncle you know like aren't you afraid of flying and he's like well there's not a single plane that hasn't come back to the earth like well you're not wrong <laughs> he's got his point like, yeah. yeah so but but still, yeah. yeah. So, and um, do you happen to know? So, when when there is an air crash, so usually um, people who investigate the crash later they use the information, the data from the black box. So, do you know anything about the black box? So, what is it? How does it function? Well, black boxes are constructed out of really durable materials, so then so that they can survive crashes, although they don't always survive crashes. Mm-hmm. And every major airliner has to have a black has to have a black vault yeah it's usually stored somewhere which is how they know what happened with the kid to be in the cockpit and the co-pilot because i think it records everything that is happening in the cockpit they it 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 has uh data about every single process on a plane yeah so you have the data recorder and the voice recorder Mm -hmm. the two separate boxes but they they're in the same place Mm -hmm. and usually when there's a crash the if the data box is not or if the boxes have not been completely destroyed, they emit a signal usually for like 30 days whereby mm-hmm. an emergency squad can retrieve the box. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. 30 days isn't forever. So sometimes if a plane goes down in the ocean, you can't exactly well, just yeah. go and yeah. find a black box. Mm-hmm. What I remember what surprised me about them is that they're not black and they're not boxes. Yeah, they're usually It's all red. a lie. <laughs> Because they're round and they're what, red, bright red, so yeah. that they're easy to spot. Yeah. There was a cool episode, actually. Um, yes, I am going to tell here about another podcast, but there is a podcast called Stuff You Should Know. It's two, it's two men that explain, you know, how things work, let's say how radio works. And they had an episode on how black, block, black boxes work. Well, there are some, you know, technical terms, but they try to explain it as you know, in as simple words as they can. So, yeah, I remember I was listening to that episode. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. They're Sounds round and red. And after that, I Google, I'm like, oh, they are round and red. <laughs> right. How dare they? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Should be black and square. Yeah, what's all the matter with them? Yeah. yeah. So, in speaking of flights, well, Ben, you've traveled a lot. Gary, you've had plenty of uh, cross-Atlantic flights. So how do you deal with these long-haul flights? I mean, because it's, it's, it's okay to, let's say, have like a two, three-hour flight. But what about those long nine, 10, 11-hour flights? How do you deal with them? How long was your flight from Rio, Rio to I mean, London? it was pretty long. It was Sao, Sao Paulo to London is about 11 and a half hours. In the air. Yeah, and yeah, it's pretty long, but there are longer flights out there. You have Singapore to New York, which is 19 hours. Oh, God. Wow. Wait, rough. do they have like enough fuel and it's like a nonstop flight? Yeah, it's a nonstop flight. It's only happened, only, they only started recently. They use this, an Airbus A350. So it's not the um, big double decker one, but it's a really long distance. Because I thought that it's not possible to have such long flights because you would, you know, need too much fuel with you and like it's 
No, it's possible now. Really? Yeah. Oh, Singapore wow. Singapore to New York, longest flight, I believe. In the I world. hope I'll never have to take this, of course, because 19 hours. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, on it's one plane. thing if you're, if you're in business class, that's okay. But if you're in economy class, then you have to. I don't know. I think in general, you know, neck. that's not something I would like to experience in one go. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty long. No fresh that's, air. That's like too long. But um, yeah, it's it's a schlep. <laughs> yeah, as they say, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, oh, we discussed this yeah, word yeah, not yeah. long ago. Yeah, yeah. Schlep. Well, anyway, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, so Gary, so you know the word schlep. Yeah? I do know the word schlep. Okay, cool. So you see, it's it's not yeah, completely. Well, it's still amusing to me yeah, yeah. the way it sounds. Schlep yeah. is mainly a, it's mainly a verb. You schlep yeah. something. Yeah, and yeah. I remember you told us it's from Yiddish, right? Yeah, I Yiddish. guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course Yiddish. it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You schlep something. You know, like you if you're dragging something yeah. up the stairs, right? You yeah. <laughs> schlepped it. So wait, what was your longest flight? It probably would be that one, yeah. Eleven and a half hours. Yeah. Okay, Gary. It's always the same. I think. I think it's it's basically nine hours from Moscow to New York. Eleven. Is it eleven? The okay. Aeroflot one. Yeah, the Aeroflot one. Eleven. All right, eleven. I wonder how long the, the longest one... flight I've been on is eleven hours. Same. Yes. <laughs> I wonder how long Moscow the one from York. Moscow to Los Angeles is. I guess that is. I don't think there is one. No, there is. There is. Yeah, I, I remember be, being. Well, I well, saw 14, Aeroflots. 14, 14 and a half hours. I would, yeah. I would guess because it wouldn't oh, go. It would be, it it wouldn't would be go much f- longer than that because it's it's got it's if it's if it's eleven hours to to New York, it's ah, but three thousand miles across. But it doesn't go from ah, that so side. It, okay, It'll go through okay. Asia, so ah, across so Russia and then there. Ah, so okay, it'll go the okay, opposite. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'd have to do the math on that uh, just by time. I zones. think it's around 14, 15 hours then. Yeah, so I remember being at LAX and seeing an aeroflot there. LAX oh, is wow. Los Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah. The difference is, let's see. We have, um, it's, it's, <laughs> Gary's doing math. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's pretty painful. Uh, so yeah, three, I, I bet it wouldn't be. I don't know that that would be more air miles. Would that be more air miles? Then... Let's go to New York. Okay, we're going to check this out after yeah. the podcast then. Because Los Angeles more south as well, but because um, it's got another... I mean, the Pacific Ocean is huge. It is. <coughs> so, so is the... But perhaps... Yeah, but you can do it by time. Perhaps, so. yeah, it would go over... Um, so so maybe, Moscow is, is GMT plus three? three. Yeah. And LA would be... GMT minus eight, I think it is. Yes, minus eight, yeah. Minus eight. Fifteen? Yeah. So fifteen? That would make something like fifteen hour hours. time difference. But so. also, I just don't think I just don't think it it can be anything like sixteen, seventeen, or eighteen because I have like I don't think there are planes that can fly that long in air flight. So that we have, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So and this long flight, which is nineteen hours, I think it's more of an exception. So because uh, on average, the longest flights tend to be like fourteen, fifteen hours. Yeah, that it might be like fourteen, fifteen hours to LA. Yeah, it could be. So yeah, 11, 11, 11 and a half. So how do you deal with that? 11 hours. Well, try try to not sit in the middle seat. Yeah, exactly. Aisle <laughs> yeah, seat. Try yeah. to sit on an aisle seat or a window seat. Which one are you? Which one do you prefer? Uh, oh, I'm aisle. Yeah. Aisle. I, I got, actually like, but, I mean, to be honest, I love looking out the window. I'm only again, a window seat. I always yeah. buy... Like, I, I don't care yeah. about that. I will always pay extra, but I will buy, you know, a window seat. 
Was, was, is there a particular reason just so you like looking out the window? Or? I don't care about the window and about, the, I mean, I like looking out of it, but usually I have my pillow with me. So I just lean on the oh, wall. Right. Oh, okay. So, and then I can sleep, you know, for a longer time. Cause if it's aisle, I can't really, you know, stretch my legs. Cause then they will be in the, you know, yeah. In the, in the way, way yeah. 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 So well, I just, I just do that, but I, I gotta be on the aisle cause of leg room. It, Everything else is mm-hmm. pretty painful. Yeah, yeah. This the, is this the is, word aisle is so, is actually really funny because I remember <laughs> explaining just, to just someone spell, how is that spelled. Yeah, yeah so, it's someone asked spelled me, like it sounds. Yeah, someone <laughs> said to me, "Shut the prahod nangliskum," and I said, um, "I aisle," but he was like, "Isn't it?" I, 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 speaking of, you know, leg room, um, so long haul flights are the only flights where I, I'm ready to pay extra for the extra leg room and the window seat. Cause otherwise, you know, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Well, I don't pay extra. <laughs> Just period. <laughs> yes. Torture yeah. me. <laughs> Just give 11, me the best price. 11 yeah. hours. No, I have a whole, you know, set of rules maybe. So a lot of things that help me, you know, make this 11 hours really comfortable more or less. Because I always have, you know, like a bottle of water, a moisturizer because the air is so dry because it's basically what it circulates, you know, in the airplane. There's no fresh air. Yeah. So then... um to relieve this, you know, like food swelling, because I once made a mistake mm. of having really tight uh, sneakers. God, that was so painful. I had to just take them off. And I was like, oh my God, my feet. So I always make sure to have those, you know, warm, loose, loose, warm socks with me. So that I take off my shoes, put on these socks. So I'm like, okay, comfort. So- okay, and off to the restroom. No, no. Well, of course not. I wouldn't yes. go to the restaurant wearing my socks. Oh, God, Gary. Why would <laughs> yeah, you even right. suggest that? Time to go to the restaurant. Ew. Ew. So you just, re- you, just, you just dress and undress for each trip. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 11 hours is like, what, three trips to the bathroom? So, I mean, what, what, what is the etiquette with socks on planes? Do people take off their shoes on planes? In, in your opinion, what is the correct thing to do? <clears throat> okay, I was once flying um, with some people who took off their shoes and I had a feeling that they hadn't washed their feet for like two months. <laughs> so oh, wow. I think yeah. in this case, it would be a bad thing to do. So let's say when I put on my <laughs> socks, you know, I have shoes that are, you know, aired. So I'm pretty yeah. sure, you know, I don't Stink add to the... the <laughs> so considerate. To the aroma. Model, such yeah. a model, model flyer. Yes. That me? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm not even going to deny that. Yes. Okay. She so, takes the praise graciously. Yes. I mean, what else? Um, something to pass the time, of course. You know, like a book or something like that. Because if it's a day flight, yeah, it's you can't really sleep. Yeah. So, and um, I mean, because it's not only about the flight itself. So, let's say I usually travel with a pillow, and not the one that goes around your neck, but a normal size pillow. So, and I remember when I was flying from Boston, just, you know, um, an officer just looked at me like, ma'am, are you traveling with the, with that pillow? Like, why? I said, look, I have 25 hours of planes and airports ahead of me. I don't care what people think. 25 hours I needed. Best decision of my life, really. I was sleeping nicely. The only time when I couldn't do that was during the pandemic because, you know, it's a pillow. So I'm like, ugh, okay. And it was mm. the worst flight. I couldn't sleep, you know. Wait, wait, tell, tell, wait, wait, so you couldn't carry a pillow because... 
you could. Well, you know, because you can imagine, you know, like a pillow. I usually have it with me, but during the pandemic, I thought, like, uh, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable enough to have it, you know, in public spaces and and whatnot. So, really, I don't know. I felt, you know, it was last year when everything just started. I wait, was paranoid you, and panicky. Wait, wait. So, so you're paranoid about taking the pillow on board a plane? I was last year when the pandemic started. I thought, what if I somehow, you know, uh, get the COVID because of it? Because, well, because of the pillow? The pillow absorbs the COVID, you mean? Well, <laughs> right, yes. remember, Benjamin, it was, March, it was March 2020. We didn't yeah. know anything about COVID yet. We just yeah. had panic in no, the air. That, those pillows are just massive COVID catchers. <laughs> they just... <laughs> just <laughs> they might be. Well, they could be, yeah. No, at that time, I mean, yeah. March 2020, like people were washing bags of chips in their, in the, you know, in their sink after going to the supermarket. So, you know, don't judge me. <laughs> okay. All right. Palisa. All right. See, there was a good reason, Ben. It's so not- wait, I usually take my pillow and deodorant because 20, I, usually when I go to the US, it's like, what, 23, 25 hours on planes and airports. So it's yeah, a long time. It, it, takes me tw- it, it takes me exactly the same time each time because I do the same route. It's, it's 24 hours from the time that I get up on the morning that mm-hmm. I'm leaving to the time that I'm there because I go to f- Florida from New York. So that's mm. another. Oh, you where you have family? Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. my mother lives. Yeah, okay, so I, I, it's well, an added thing with a layover yeah. and. Well, I, know, I think in a, like yeah, averagely it's like twenty four hours because yeah. you know you spend some time in airports as well. So let's say, obviously we're in Moscow, then you have a layover at least a couple of hours. Yeah, you need right. at least a couple of hours. Yeah. Then you cross the border, you need at least two, three hours to cross the border, you know, because you can't be sh- Well, maybe you can do it faster, you know, you being right, a citizen. Would, yeah, sometimes, well, it's it's variable. Sometimes it can be surprisingly long, but usually it's pretty yeah. yeah, Yeah, sometimes it can take hours and hours and hours. Wow, and they would ask that would you, make it really tough to schedule your flight. Right? Exactly, so that's why every time I have, you know, um, a layover in, let's say, New York City or, you know, the first... Mm-hmm. The, the, the first airport, the yeah, first when place. Yeah, you do the border, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I need at least three and a half hours. Wow. At least. Because I remember we had um, the very first time when I went to the US. So my flight was Novosibir, St. Petersburg, eight hour layover there. Mm. And Fulbright just, they got us tickets. So we didn't have to, we didn't get to choose. So St. Petersburg, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Fayetteville. Oh, wow. 35 a, hours in total. That's a terrible flight, yeah. That's 35. <laughs> that's insane. 35 hours. That's bad. And we had a three-hour stop, I think, like three-and-a-half-hour stop in Minneapolis, but there were so many people. And they oh. were asking us a lot of questions, like, do you have anything to oh, declare? Oh, you did the border at, at Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. It was the first port of entry. Oh, wow. That What a weird place to come into. So, well, we I didn't get even to think choose. they would. Yeah, well, sure, but I mean... Just, I've never been to Minneapolis... I've driven through it. That's yeah. all. But well, I mean, let's just it, be yeah. thankful that we didn't have the first port of entry in Georgia, in Atlanta, because this is the biggest airport. Yeah. The busiest airport. Yeah, I've done. I've gone through Atlanta. Yeah, they say it's the giant busy. number of times. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's okay. I mean, it's it's just you know you got to take trains around the airport and all that stuff. But it's it's mm-hmm. one thing I can't understand is why JFK is such a bad airport. It's one thing I can't understand. <sighs> yeah, oh, I hate it. A, Whenever I can avoid flying through JFK, airport, I do yeah. that. I, I don't mind JFK. I've gotten used to it. You know, I've learned how to yeah. do it. What I what I sometimes do to make my connections is I've got to take, you know, I lived in New York, so I know how to 
do this without it being a major production. But I had some. There's a uh, a domestic airport called LaGuardia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually lived for a couple of years near LaGuardia. Oh, I could, have, I could yeah. have almost walked home, kind of, uh, not exactly, but I took a bus even from the yeah. from the airport. Um, and uh, but I sometimes the connections are such that I fl- I come into JFK and then I got to go out of LaGuardia, and so I got to do another shuttle bus thing, which is another mm. whole mm-hmm. phase of it. Which is okay, but it, and it's terrible traffic between the two airports. Mm-hmm. And JFK is bad, and then LaGuardia—they're doing a major reconstruction. It's probably over by now, but I mean, it was bad uh, just getting between airports. I almost missed a plane. Oh God, no! Whenever I can, I'm, I try to avoid, you know, having a stop at JFK, especially yeah. that being the first port of entry. To I, I don't mind it. I've gotten used. To, I've learned sort of learned the ropes, but it's not. It's not a. It's hasn't been redone in a long, long, long time. You know, it was built in like the mid-60s. Yeah. What's the best airport you've been to, in your personal opinion? I, I'd probably say, um, I think it was the one in Shanghai. That was a really good airport. Ooh. Wow, I bet that yeah. would be a good one. That was a great airport. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it <clears> would be. I mean, London Heathrow is actually a really good airport too. It's a pretty, pretty damn good airport, yeah. Special term, especially Terminal Five. I love it that you can actually take the tube from there. It's convenient; you don't have yeah, to wait for the bus or something that, yeah. like that. It is pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So it's and it's logical. I mean, I am I'm easily lost, you know, at new places. So it, uh, Heathrow, it was so easy to you know find your way and do things. So I loved it. Even though I was terrified at first, I was like, oh, there are so many of them and I come to one terminal, but then, you know, the tube station is at a different one. How do I get there? Panic, panic, panic. No, when I came there, I was like, oh, signs everywhere for people like me. I didn't yeah, get lost. Yeah, when they do the signs, signage, as they say, makes a big difference, right? You can really make things, even complicated things, clear if you try. Or you can really mess it up and just make it preposterous, you know, where you can't find anything. Um, it can be either way. But I, I don't have too many airports where I felt like, wow, this is a great airport. Most American airports are older. And, you know, the advantage of Chinese airports is they just built them, you know. Yeah. And they, you know, they built them five years ago or 10 years ago. and They're building a new um building of Tomatrova Airport in Novosibirsk right now. Oh, really? So another terminal, yeah. Mm-hmm. For next year. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Because next year we're going to have... Yeah, Tomatrova, uh, Tomatro, well, it's still got, it's sort of old and new next now, you know. I mean, as it is, it's not great now, but maybe... No. The, the, it's the changed one, so much, though, the from one, when I first came. The oh, one thing I love... <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember I flew in when I first came to Novosibirsk. I had all. I had my, my. I had my luggage. I was coming from Magadan. Oh yeah, Sun- the sunny Magadan. Sunny Magadan, and I had my luggage. And there was a separate baggage building. Yeah, baggage building. Oh, like they used to have that in Yakutia. Can yeah. you imagine, like minus fifty, and you waiting outside? Yeah, well, I have a story they, about that. They had the whole thing, and I, I can remember. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my bags, and some guys got it got his eye on my bag, <gasps> watching it go around this yeah. 
you know, what do they call that thing? Carousel. A carousel, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going around this carousel. And I'm outside. It was a hot day. It was July. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about this time, a long time ago. And and just, you know, I'm thinking, man, what if that guy goes for my suitcase? You know what I mean? And <sighs> he didn't go for my suitcase, but I was really, I mean, mm-hmm. but just the whole way of having it come into this unheated building, you know, with the doors mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. on air con- mm-hmm. I mean, on air conditioned. Excuse me, unair-conditioned, hot July day. I got a lot of bags. I don't even know. I've never been to Novosibirsk. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know. I barely knew yeah, where I was going to yeah. go, how I was going to do any of it, you know, and and I'm dressed like an idiot. And Wait, which, which year yeah. roughly was this? This was uh, 1996. Oh, right. So, yeah. When 25 years right now. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. celebrating! Woohoo! <laughs> right. Well, maybe not celebrating, but yes, we're <laughs> we're observing, we're counting, okay. <laughs> simply simply calculating here. Uh, we'll we'll put the celebration on hold, yeah. but uh, no, anyway, celebrating. Yeah, anyway, it really it was, and it was quite a thing, but it was okay, and I got my bag and. One thing I love about Tomachovo, you know, airport a lot is that you don't have, you know, to take to to take your shoes off, to take your belt off. You just go through that cabin, <laughs> yeah, fifteen right. seconds, that's, you're done. That rigorous, rigorous test, yes, right. But, yes. But right. all like all they, the other they airports, ca- they catch some, one or another terrorist each and every day using that that careful. Careful testing. Careful screening. Yes, good screening. That's right. That's right. It's like screen, like a screen, like screen on a window. That's you know, like a meter. Each <laughs> each block is a meter across. Anyway. Yeah, but it's so convenient though, especially in winter when you know in all no, the other is, airports you is, have to yeah. take all off your coat, stuff. the scarf, the belt, the shoes. Yeah, and it's a like, complete oh. pain. Which is another part of the joy of the JFK experience, by the way, is when you've got these lines of these long lines going into oh the you mean the joy yeah, as joy. in I, mm. ironic yeah put air quotes there and uh mm. it's just this long line and oh it, god yeah and yeah that's why novice yeah. airport is convenient in that and way. then there was the time i was in the middle of the line or, or toward the, I was actually toward finally getting into where they're going to inspect the baggage, and I get paged. I get paged. What does that mean? Pages means there's the announcement over the. There's announcement over the. Oh, like please proceed airport. to. Yeah, passenger Gary Lucas report immediately to this. Oh, I thought you were talking about those old pager devices yeah but this was last year oh, okay, you know right, or yeah, the yeah. year before yeah, yeah. Or whatever i mean oh, it was recently and oh. i you know i'm in the middle of this thing and i'm thinking what in the world is this and it had to do with uh, they had somebody new at the desk that looked at my documents and they couldn't they hadn't parsed the documents correctly mm, so they mm-hmm. weren't sure if i was qualified for the flight mm. or whatever so i had to get out of there some way Figure, ask what it was, you know, get out of there, make my way through. And then get back. And And then get back. And and start all over again. And go back into the line, yeah. Yeah. There's another reason to allow a lot of time before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you never know how many people are going to be there. Or what might go wrong, yeah. So let's say in in Boston Airport, let's say um, most... Well, they have several terminals depending on the airline, but let's say when you're flying with um, international terminal, it's one terminal and all of the people come through like two or three offices and then there are two or three lines who's so long. 
I usually spend like one hour and a half just, you know, getting through the, yeah. getting yeah, through all that. It's, yeah, it's bad. So wait, what about uh, low-cost airlines? Do you often fly with those? Well, around Europe, of course, yeah. And also I flew on Pobieda to, to uh, get here How was that? Um, well, the seats didn't recline. They didn't go back. Oh, and it was no. a night flight. So I thought, yeah, that was a bit uncomfy. Yeah, but, sounds about right. But I mean, it got me from A to B. Well, that's basically the, the goal of all the low-cost airlines. Was, Comfort? Yeah, was it cheap, was, never better. It was cheap. It cost me £35. What's that? Um, from where to where? From Moscow to Novosibirsk. Wow, so that's thirty-five pounds. pounds. That's cheap. That'd be about. Six, I mean, look, I got. Yeah, I got maybe it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah cheaper than yeah. that. Yeah. One way ticket. Yeah, one way. Yeah. Because let's say I bought tickets with Pabiedov to Saint Petersburg for the end of August. It's fifteen k return tickets. Fifteen thousand yeah, round that's, trip. Round trip. Yeah, yeah but it's fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand is yeah, uh, one hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. A lot. I mean, for America. I mean, that's look, he he flew to Moscow for three and a half. For me, it's seven and a half one way. Yeah. See still, the difference? Just, just. Yeah, but I took a night it's, flight it's, and it was a nasty time to fly. And they arrived. Yeah, I at, don't like them. Yeah, arrived at about. Like I think it was <laughs> six thirty in the morning. There's. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. The typical Aeroflot flight, when it comes back, it, there's a flight that comes back. I think it it, it gets in at like five. Yeah, it, which is early. Yeah. Which is yeah. five a.m. Yeah, it's bad. You have to wait for the. You know, I mean, it's one hour of waiting. Actually, you know, the Airport Express it starts running at four four thirty a.m. Mm. So, but if it's like one a.m., then it's either taxi or nothing else. But one thing about Pabieda, of course, taxi is so cheap now; it doesn't even matter. Right. Well, I mean, in, really. in Novosibirsk. Yeah, in maybe. Novosibirsk, yeah. So, but I have a question. So how do they even manage to keep their prices so low? How does that work? Well, for instance, in Europe, Ryanair or EasyJet, they will fly out of secondary airports. So and they will smaller a, airports, okay. Not necessarily smaller, just, well, yeah. Generally less smaller, convenient as less well. Less convenient airports. So, for instance, if you fly out of london you won't fly out of heathrow or gatwick which not even gatwick sometimes gatwick yeah definitely easy jet gatwick but um, ryanair will fly out of luton if you know luton no i have never heard about so it luton's this town just outside of london and it's an airport town but usually these airports charge lower landing and departure mm-hmm. fees to the airline so to to entice them to yeah to come so let's say if you fly to Florence in Italy. Usually, you would end up flying to Pisa. If if anyone knows Pisa, the Leaning mm-hmm, Tower of Pisa, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. because it's cheaper to fly there than it is to fly to the airport in Florence. So usually, they will find mm-hmm. alternatives, and of course, they will they will not include food service on board and no charge food, extra. no beverages, yeah. yeah, and they'll do extra baggage charges. Also, I guess you've. Um, encountered the Pabieda, the back. <laughs> you know, the, some people. The Pabieda, the Pabieda baggage my, charge. My, so yeah. it's 20 kilograms is the limit. And when I was traveling over, I, I spent a whole week weighing my bag at home. So mm. my, my mom thought I was crazy because of I was weighing my bag 20. every 20. 
every day yeah and i got to the check-in desk and my bag was exactly 20 kilograms you know yeah and the check-in lady looked at me and she she was just like (laughs) <laughs> gave me this look as if I was lucky. Because you know, you never know. <laughs> they're, they're ready to pounce. Yeah. yeah. Like 20. Yeah. Point zero. Point She's zero. like, yeah. respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's right. That's but you right. know, yeah. you never know how they're going to react if you have like a little bit of extra. Because let's say sometimes it can be 21. Or let's say you, you're allowed to have 23 and it's like 24. And some people say, well, okay, that's okay. Just yeah. Sometimes it's 23.5. They're like, no, that's too much. Yeah. She's like, fine. And you have to take something out of it, put in your, like, you yeah. know, carry on or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I don't like about Pabiedam? So the thing is that you're allowed to have, you as know, ma- some- as many things as there are to like about Pabiedam. <laughs> right. There is just this one. Just this, just one. this one. Just little, this one, of course. You could even overlook it. I'm sure it's very small. Uh huh. So, but the thing is that they are very strict about carry on. So first of all, you can't have any any plastic. You can't have any like plastic bags or paper bags. Nothing like that. They're mm. not allowed. Then, if it's a backpack, it it can only be you know like a tiny backpack, the one you use you know on, in your daily life. But the thing is that you know how they measure the yep. yes, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So the the thing that they use to measure when you check in <laughs> and the one they use to measure when you board the plane are different. Oh, the one no, when they use to dirty. That's dirty. It is because cool. my sister, yeah. let's say, last time she was flying with it, she they checked it at the check on you know on a check-in desk, and it fit, so it was fine. Mm. But then when she was boarding the plane, they're like, "It's over the limit." She's like, "No, it's not," and they put it and and it didn't fit. Mm. So they're like, "Well, you have to pay." For it as a luggage, and since it's late check-in, it's going to be 3000 Oh, no. She's like, excuse you? Oh, no. That's insane, yeah. That's how they... Yeah, yeah, that would be... And you can imagine... use an Ikea bag, because the Ikea bag, you can smush it down, and you can... Depends on what you have inside. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so... And that's why people are just furious when they board a plane. Yeah, well... Because they're made, you know, Yeah, well, I had my experience with this, and this was my fault. I have not done a lot of low cost, um, but I did do it one time. It was an Air Baltic. In fact, I think it it was from London to... It was from London to uh, some... Some other, was it from Vil- Vilnius? Yeah, or, from Vilnius yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, it was some weird place. Uh, you know, nor, not normal Vilnius. place. Yeah. yeah, some weird place. <laughs> well, what is Lithuania? I mean? yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, not to offend our many Lithuanian <laughs> listeners who, <laughs> right. we, who we value. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, but uh, I had done, here's what I did. I was, I was in London. It was the only time I was in, I was in London. Um, and I spent a couple of weeks there, though. And, I went to a, uh, a, a, a charity shop, yeah. Marie Curie. Oh, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, they had, uh, it's a place they raise funds for cancer research mm-hmm. uh, by selling things. And they had some Wedgwood, by Wedgwood manufacture, it wasn't classic Wedgwood China. It was, it was like crockery dishes. Uh, and it was like... I really like the pattern, and so I said, I'm going to buy this whole thing. It was mm-hmm. service for four, you know, mm-hmm. big dinner plates, and, mm-hmm. you know, this whole thing weighed a ton. Or weighed a, and so I bought this, and uh, and I, I get to the airport, 
and I don't realize that they, they are going to count the bags as one thing, and, they, I, and I was going to take this carry-on. I had a heavy carry-on, with, largely with these dishes. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, uh, and it's about the carry-on. They were going to do the 3,000-ruble equivalent or you know, mm-hmm. like $100 mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And so I ended up parting with almost the whole oh, set. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And I was so... Uh, angry. I, I was imagine. really ticked, but it's my fault. I mean, I shouldn't, you know, I'm sure it was in the, oh, the yeah, baggage, the you know, the rules. Something. You have to read, read that stuff, but I'd never <laughs> had the experience before. Mm-hmm. You know, the carry-on was sort of a freebie, you know, but not in this case, mm-hmm. like you're describing. And I had to, I don't, I don't remember if I like threw, I think I threw them into the, I literally went, walked the whole thing oh, over, no. except for I kept, I kept, uh, yeah, kept one. one set, you know, one of the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I probably should have just paid the difference. You know, I probably should have paid the hundred bucks and taken the rest of it. But um, it anyway, it was like a bummer. It was a, yeah. a mega bummer. Oh, wow! And in they went. It literally into the into the tra- you know he walked over to that thing and I'm putting these, you know, nice brand new yeah. crockery mm-hmm. into this just trash along with yeah. you know everything else. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that sometimes, you know, uh, some of the low-cost airlines, they sell more tickets than there are seats on an airplane. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. since they're non-refundable, there's always, you know, a certain percent of passengers who will not show up who have changed their mind or, you know, for some other reason. So they sell more than there are seats. So that's how yeah. they manage. One of the ways they manage to keep their prices so low. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever flown with Spirit? I've seen the yellow ones. The yellow, they look so fun, it, but, but I'm yeah. terrified of them. <laughs> well, they're I mean, all the, Airbus the, planes. They're all safe planes. They're just low cost for yeah, America. Yeah, I mean, because I heard so many stories <sighs> about how they cancel the flights the last minute. They don't refund. They just change the time, the day. Yeah, and I think the passengers are surly or something. It's like it can be sort of a human relations problem, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just like too... Too little service or something, you know, too. Yeah, they usually have such tempting, you know, prices. But I'm like, no, 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 don't fall for that. Well, America has much significantly higher prices for flights than, than Europe does. Well, maybe yeah, well than Europe, well, maybe yeah. Than, maybe yeah. Than Europe, well, yeah. Compared okay, to Russia. Compared, you know, compared now with Ryanair and all that yeah. stuff, but generally it's cheaper there. I would than here. Well, I've never flown, you know, around Europe, but I heard about, you know, the prices. But I compare to Russia, and compared to Russia, U.S. has fantastic prices. Yeah, that's prices. exactly right. And I remember when I had my three-week uh, trip around the West Coast. So I got, and I bought tickets for the end of December in October, so like two and a half months um, before the flights. So my ticket from Washington, D.C. to Vegas was $45. dollars mm. Um, oh, that's cheap. Vegas, <laughs> that's San Francisco, cheap. 50. Wow. San Francisco, Portland, Oregon was like 75. And I thought, mm, okay, 75. Yeah, that's right. And then I <laughs> oh, had that's to. Really cheap. That's yeah. really cheap. And it's then I had really to go back super cheap, to yeah. Washington, D.C. from Oregon. But it was bad timing. So I plan, I didn't plan well. So it was on Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve, which would be super expensive, but Christmas Day. And it was 200. And I thought, 200 after paying, you know, 50 bucks for a ticket. But then I thought, wait a second. 200 is like, at that time, it was like 12,000 rubles. I can't even get to, you know, Yakutsk for that money. It's fine. So, and then I realized that it's actually not much. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at that point, you've lowered your, mm-hmm. your expectation there. But then $45, that was not Spirit. That was American Airlines, so not a low-cost airline. Yeah, well, so they're competing was, with the low-cost, though. That's how they're... So, and I had no problem, no, you know, delays or anything like that, except for my flight from D.C. to Boston, but that was another story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Yeah, if, if you can plan, if you can do your thing a couple of months ahead, mm-hmm. you're fine, but... What I hate about online ordering is that is the way that they float those prices. You know, oh, they are, yeah. They are constantly changing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. Uh-huh. I hate that. Tell me how much this costs and don't change the thing. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. it just feels like you're just going to be ripped off. You know, I, mean, I believe you have to delete your cookies on your browser. If is, you that want what to. The, is that yeah, what you got? Yeah, the cookies track your activity okay. not, I mean I could be wrong but that, I believe that's that what would make sense I heard that yeah. um, I don't know I've never got I've never got to actually check it but they say that the best time is to buy the tickets on it I don't know why but on a Tuesday five yeah. weeks before the flight in the morning okay, so apparently yeah. that time is not is absolutely not popular for people to go and browse their tickets so they try to lower the prices yeah but I usually just have the you know notifications when I'm I know that I need that flight, so I just turn on the notification when the uh-huh. price goes down. Yeah, well, if you're buying it five weeks ahead, then then you're not in the total ripoff zone. Mm-hmm. You, you, but as soon as you get closer, then you're just saying, I'm desperate, you know. You and know, and sometimes it's something I hate that. not out. really noticeable. I mean, like, let's say in rubles, like a thousand rubles, 500, 200. But when I was tracking the prices for Moscow-London uh, flight in 2014, the difference was shocking because it was 15,000 return. Well, uh, mm, yeah, round yeah, trip. Round trip. You can say return, yeah. So, but it was like 15, it was just one day, 22, 23. I was like, oh, 22, 23, 35. And there was 35 for a long time. Then it was again 23. And I'm like, damn it, 23. It's finally, you know, way cheaper. So when I asked my sister, like, can you, can you, like, you know, lend me some money? She's like, yeah, sure. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the tickets uh, were like forty. That's what I hate. They they do that, and that's twenty three yeah. and forty thousand. Yeah, that's gigantic. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge, ridiculous. I think I ended up paying like thirty three thousand for nuts. all the tickets. Yeah, yeah well, I, uh, you're probably right. I mean, talk about something worth the podcast listen is clear your cookies. You know. Yeah. Then you win the prize. That, <laughs> the most valuable information yeah, right, of the whole right. podcast, dear <laughs> listeners. Yeah, right. Clear a, your cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe of all the podcasts ever. Of all um, 118 episodes. <laughs> yes, right. Clear your cookies. Clear your cookies, people. And uh, yeah, because i that's what they do. Is I mean, I would game it by, I knew that if I looked at it once and I looked at it the next day, the price would be up. So mm. I, I was going to, I was... I just need to determine that they're still flying and whatever this is, and then I'm going to buy the thing when I see it because I know mm-hmm. the next time they do it, they think they've got their hook in your mouth, you know, and they're going to just play you and play you and play. I mean, that's evil. I mean, can you imagine going to the market and and you... you Welcome you, to the capitalist world. I, I mean, yeah, and using technology. So, I mean, that's one of the things where the romance of flying isn't so romantic, you know, where the, <laughs> yeah. and even the experience isn't always that great. But anyhow. What about other 
air transport, let's say, um, have you ever flown on a helicopter? No, I really want to actually. Is there anything else? I mean, never, there are never planes. Well, hot air balloons, yeah. I guess we talked about the Zeppelin before, but. Well, Zeppelin is Zeppelin. <laughs> right, right, it's not right, yeah. hot, hot yeah. air balloons. Yeah, there's no more Zeppelins, I don't think. They're not doing anything so. with hydrogen <laughs> gas. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they would. Except maybe Jeff Bezos. He, he oh, probably, yes. Yeah, he's yes. got his own hydrogen, probably, island yes. or something. <laughs> but, Richard, but, Richard Branson, too. He's um, he's probably doing he's Zeppelin. Space yeah. too. Is yeah. it is it the owner yeah. of Virgin Airlines? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, Virgin, the whole company, because it's not. Oh just, yeah, it's not yeah, only airlines. It's it's huge in England. It's well in the UK. It's huge. There's so much. Are they really? I think isn't it's like in two weeks that they're going to fly. Is, is that that soon? Yeah. I think it's like yeah. really really soon. Boy, have I, you have you heard about people signing the petition so that they don't come back to Earth? <laughs> yes, I haven't oh. heard that, but yeah, I, people I think are I'd doing sign, that yeah, just yeah. for them. <laughs> Boy, you talk about something. You know, I don't think that uh, that Bezos's airline. I don't think or their thing that they've ever flown anybody up. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, you well, mean you mean on that particular space on that Blue craft. Origin? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about on that entire Blue or- Origin yeah. organization. Well, you know what? He's gonna be. He's gonna be the human guinea pig. But yeah. see, they they don't go out of. From what I understand, they're not going that far out. They're just yeah. barely going into space and coming right back. Just to see the earth. But, I mean, this is a guy that's got, you know, I mean, he's the, I think he's still the richest guy in the world. And he can is. you imagine putting your, making your, you're the proof test. You're the guinea pig. You know, wow, that is preposterous. You know, I mean, it, after, I would after like, they've done it a hundred times, then you do it. Yeah, you know I would I mean? like to discuss it in more detail. But actually, we are planning on an episode about space, like a separate episode. Oh, cool. So... I'll have to wait and, you know. Okay, all right. Cut every strain well, yourself. Don't talk about space right a, now. That's a teaser there. For- it is. It is a little teaser. Okay. You know, like they say, like, next episode. That's right. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the right. same. That's right. Coming up in one of the podcast episodes. What about water transport? Have you ever taken one? Yeah, I've been on ferries before, so across the, um, the English Channel, you have ferries that go across. How long does it take? It's about an hour and a half. Actually, excuse me, three hours. And also, I mean, like to go from England to France. Yeah, about three hours. And <laughs> oh no, sorry, it is. I think it is. It's about three hours, maybe maybe an hour and a half. But I, like my favorite ferry, um, which I've done over ten times, is the ferry between England and and the Netherlands. Uh, it's, oh. a, it's a night ferry. And I, so it's so long. Yeah, but I never did it for. I always went on my bike, so I'd ride my bike to the ferry and then mm-hmm. get off the ferry on my bike, and mm. I would do this with friends. For so wait, that's a real Netherlands things to do, a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Most, was, so wait, yeah. if you say <laughs> it's amazing. a night ferry, so yeah. you have to spend the night on a ferry, like in a, in, in the a open cabin. air. Oh, in there are ca- there are like yeah, cabins. cabins. Yeah, I mean small cabins, but nonetheless they're comfortable. They have a shower and a loo and everything. They're really good. Sounds expensive. It's seventy pounds, I believe. So it's like it can be three times more expensive than taking, you know, a low cost airline. Yeah, but if you if you're carrying your bike, ah, fair enough, fair enough, then it's fine. Yeah. Wow, I remember I talked to a friend of mine who's French, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, the English Channel. He's like, this is not what it's called. It's La Manche. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so offended. Yeah, yeah. So Manche, offended. Yeah. The sleeve. Right. The sleeve. It's my, it's my channel. So fairies. Ma Chanel. Excuse me. 
excuse me, fellow there. That's my Chanel. Right, you're talking about it's my munch. <laughs> my munch. So, okay. Gary, have you ever taken any kind of water transport, like a ferry? I have. I've done. I've some ferries. Uh, they're mainly Where? from as from from Tallinn to uh, to cool. Helsinki. Mm, cool. How long was it? Uh, it's maybe three, four hours. I don't mm-hmm. even remember. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fairly long. And then I and I, well, I did one overnight, which was from from Tallinn to Stockholm, and that was with the the birth mm-hmm. and the, you know like you were describing, yeah. yeah. And that was that that was nice. But I I had I spent a long day on one. I think it was from Stockholm to back to Tallinn, but it was during it was during the day and. I had the biggest culture shock of my entire life on this ferry. It was all these Scandinavian German burgers. You know, do you know what a burger? B B U R G H E R. It's 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 neighbors. Yeah, G H E R. They're they're like no, they're no, they're like sort of you know, prosperous, well-fed people. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And Mm -hmm. speaking the Scandinavian languages that I had no idea. And it it just, I felt so out of place and it was such Mm -hmm. a long, uh, it's a weird place to have major culture shock. You know, you're just on a ferry, it's just from here to there, but it was like, gosh, I mean, because you could just see everything that, you know, like 19th century literature about that certain mm, class mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm, and you know mm-hmm. how they they're well set and they're satisfied mm-hmm. and you know all all of this and yep. uh, anyway it was like a yeah. I've only taken ferry but you know it's not like a place with cabins but it's the one you use to go from one bank to another by car. Well, I mean, you you mm-hmm. get on a ferry in a car, then you either sit in a car or you just get out immediately and you can't get mm-hmm. in because, you know, they're so close to each other. Yeah. It was from one bank of Lena River to the other in Yakutia because mm. there's no oh, way, you wow. know, to get to okay. the other side. Yeah. And then, um, so when you send anything to Yakutia, let's say, you know, a parcel, a package, so we do that to our relatives. So in the summer, it's, you know... Um, trains and then ferry and then some kind of you know like trucks maybe but in the spring and in the fall it's it's only planes which is twice or three times more expensive because uh. the um the river's not you know f- fully frozen yet so transport cannot get over it but in winter it's just trucks going yeah on the river because the ice is so thick. so hard yeah so it's like how, I think it's like more than two meters. Like oh, you know, wow, that, that's that's, the, that's yeah. the ice. So it can, yeah, yeah. All the trucks, you know, the Kamas, they just go and go and go. Cool. That's that's all right. Yeah, but yeah, I remember the first time I did that. I was like, <gasps> adventure on a ferry, because you know, not that I often saw water transport in Yakuti. I mean, there are ferries, but cargo ferries that go along the river, you know, to get to some uh, remote areas. So in the summer, and then these areas are impossible to reach during the during the fall and during the spring. Yeah, but uh, what about cruises? Have you ever taken a cruise? No, Do you want to? No. I mean, I'm not against it. Um, I, what I don't love about cruise ships, cruise and the cruise idea is that you just they make these gigantic, I mean, colossal. Ships 
And then mm-hmm. they bring them into like, can you bring a ship into Florence? That has a, do they have a port? Well, I think they do. F- Florence is a bit further inland though. Okay, that's why I didn't so, want to. So P- I, did, P- I didn't Pisa, want to. You mean? I didn't want to sound ignorant. Yeah. Well, so Pisa, yeah. You I mean, mean just, just these, Genoa, you know, like these yeah. continental yeah. cities yeah. that have these, you know, just these colossal ships, and you know, yeah. probably just just full of Turans, you know. Oh, you tourists. mean Venice? Actually, you mean Venice? Yeah, Venice. Yeah, 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 Venice, Venice. Talking about, yeah, but yeah. you know, these ancient cities that are fragile, 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 and then and, there's this, and there's this gigantic, huge. gross thing full yeah. of tourists yeah you know what i mean <laughs> and they're just gonna come in yeah. and just do tourist stuff all over yeah i know, know that there are cruises um from the from the they, they depart from florida and they go yeah they go to the caribbean the yeah. caribbean yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and there maybe maybe it's okay Maybe it helps the people there, you know, the economy and all that, which it doesn't Venice as well. But, it, you know, it's still, it leaves it mostly intact there, I think. But, you but, know, when they come into the... But technically, you know, when you are on a cruise ship, like the cruise liner, all you can see is the ocean. So I don't see the maybe the beauty in it. Maybe, you know, it's just water. For like several days, all you see is water. Yeah. And it's also scary because, you know, should anything happen, you're dead. Yeah, so you have right. no idea and, what's and down weird, there. In weird the things ocean. can happen there too. Yeah, but they, they, uh, you know, I think the thing there is that there's activities and they, you know, there's super food. It's like last. It's like yeah. Vegas. I think. Yeah, it's like Vegas on the sea. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of this gross, you know, <laughs> also gross, you know, of just you know constant gigantic feed and entertainment, mm. and yeah. it, it's just. Yeah, the one time we, we took um, we took a ship with my family. We were going to the Lena Pillars. Have you ever heard about that? It's a uh, UNESCO heritage site. It's um, nature. It's like huge cliffs and rocks, uh, and it's all natural. So it's beautiful, which is actually now unfortunately on fire because of the yeah, forest fires in yeah, Agutia. But the thing is that you can't really get there by car because you know it's it's an on an island, you know, and it's river everywhere so we took a ship it, it took like 12 hours to get there because it's really slow as well and there was some kind of you know entertainment activities on board and we're like oh, oh geez just yeah. take us to the place <laughs> yeah, we spent that, that could that, that could be the equivalent of of my trip to from stockholm to Tallinn with with all yeah, scandinavian yeah. Uh, but i think passengers. in general you know if we compare air transport and water transport water transport tends to be used differently it's mostly for like cargo and taking things you know the goods from a to b whereas travel air travel is more like for people let's say you know for travel travel so yeah water transport is not really that fast and efficient maybe for just traveling i guess they have what i believe they're called catamarans which are Mm. kind of like hovercraft yeah, is it? yeah, I did an airfoil. There, there's, a, there's an airfoil is a type of a a, a boat, right? But it yeah. actually ri- raises up above the the water. I did that from um, from uh, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Oh, cool in Spain. Yeah, well, well, it's it's in yeah, it's the UK. Yeah. It's our place, but <laughs> it's our place. Yeah, yeah, right, but, yeah, but, but, yeah national. Sounds very colonial. Notre Chanel, as we say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it and it goes to Morocco. Oh so, wow! Yeah. So it was. I mean, it was still just kind of water travel, you know. Yeah. But it was interesting. It was cool. Yeah. Water is scary. 
Yeah, if you think about it. Of course, air travel. Goes, if, you, if you think about air travel for over much. I mean, what about air travel? You know, the ground it. is down there. You know, you see the clouds. Everything is okay. But the water, you know, if you go, nobody knows what's deep down there. Like how deep yeah. is it really? What's down there? Because there's yeah. only, you know, a limited amount of things that scientists can do. Yeah, so, Lake Baikal is fascinating. You know how there are there are profiles. Oh God, I wish I remember the name of the profile on Instagram of uh, fishermen in um, not far from Murmansk, and sometimes they post creatures that got oh, you know into wow. the nest together with fish, and they're like, "We have no clue what that is, <laughs> but it looks scary." And you know things like with uh, too many teeth and no eyes, and they're like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's down there. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if all these stories about Cthulhu are really true and it's somewhere down there. You never know. You can't know. Can't be sure. We don't want to find out. (laughs) We don't. We We don't. We do not want to find out. So speaking of water transport, uh, what do you think about the plan to launch Titanic 2 in 2022? I have not heard of about this. Oh, really? Yeah, it's set to sail in uh, 2022. It's being recreated. Like, it's built, it's being built identical to, oh, identical to the to of, the first one. Of course it is. Being, so yeah. cool. So it's going to be like a total replica <laughs> right, ship. Yes. No, it is really cool. It's, was it the White uh, Star Line is the company that originally operated the Titanic? I believe that's what it was called, White Star Line. Uh-huh, okay. I'm not sure about the company that is, you know, in Who charge is of that doing now. This? Is this yeah. is this like Carnival or something? Well, I don't know about the company. I know that who is behind the project uh, is Australian businessman and politician Clive Palmer. His name is. I wrote that down. So, and apparently, it's going to um, hold 2,400 passengers, 900 crew members, and it will travel from. Dubai to Southampton before making the the whole journey from Southampton to New York, right? It was mm. to New York, yeah. yeah. So right. first they're going to have like, you know, a trial journey from Dubai <laughs> to see that everything's fine, it doesn't sink, and then they're going to take the initial route from Southampton to I New York. I guess there's going to be so many cringe-worthy passengers doing the, oh, you can doing the, yeah. thing, on, the yeah. thing on the bow where... Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should have a whole, you know, like photo <laughs> you know, zone for that. Yeah, that's guaranteed. It'll be there. Yeah. Additional yeah. ten. Can, can you imagine on Instagram? Without, yeah. I, uh, sorry, we we no one near the mast or whatever. Not the mast, yeah. whatever they call that thing, the the hull. Yeah. I mean, think about it. <laughs> yes, nobody. Additional no. ten ten pound fee for oh, a photo absolutely. zone yeah. in there. Pff, people are going to pay that. Absolutely. But you know, they, they say. <laughs> Right, yes. and yeah. cringe we will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> begin cr- in fact, we can even begin cringing right now, and it'll. <laughs> so, and the 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 businessman behind this, he said, "Don't worry, we have uh, plenty of lifeboats, and we'll have a welded and not riveted hull. So, and we'll have modern navigation and radar equipment. So, don't worry, this one is not going to sink. But that's exactly what they said with the first one. Yeah. They did. Would you ever take it? Yeah, of course, why not? I'd do it. I'd do it for the photo shoot. For a photo yeah. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> just you know there's one... Yeah. Do you know this... Just, just do the, the Leonard DiCaprio thing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Ben, do you know that there's such a thing as Photoshop? So you don't have to pay like thousands of dollars it's, to take the <laughs> Titanic right. to. Yes. Yeah. But then you have to learn well, Photoshop. That's the, bad, that's the downside. Yeah. Uh, 
Of course, you can f- probably find somebody in the Philippines to, or wherever to put. <laughs> you learn photo shoot and then yeah. you travel yeah. wherever you yeah. want. Yeah. Space, That's right. Titanic. Yeah. Pay them $20 you name and it. you're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as uh, I understand, wow. none of us is a fan of water transport. No, I mean, I'm fascinated I'm like, by all transport, to be honest. I, I mean, yeah. yeah you're why adorable. Not? I love transport, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So next, yeah. just trucks, trucks with wheels. Yeah, yeah that, re- that, that was me. Oh, yeah. Gary, yeah. you, you, was- you. So last time we did a podcast with Benjamin, I was like, "How was your week?" And he's like, "I took a bus to Academic Road. It was a pausic. It was a real adventure." Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> so just to understand how, oh, how boy, much he ben, loves transport. Yeah. <laughs> boy, you have to really love yes. transport to to go into ecstasies over riding in a pausic. It's like wow. Okay. I loved it. I had to and pass the-, the change down to the driver oh, about yeah. five, well, six times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty part is when yeah. you when you get somehow. Yeah. Up in there hot weather hate, as I well. I hate that. Yeah. And you have to sit there and calculate. Was, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still, I'll sit in the back, you know. Benjamin is going to take the Elektrichka today. So. Yes, I am. Oh, have you not taken the Elektrichka? I don't, yeah. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, my First goodness. Time. Well, are you in for another treat? I, I like adventure, like. another adventure. Yeah. I mean, it's going to put the POSIC in in the shadow. Of, <laughs> it'll all be all electrisco all the time. When, when uh, yeah, POSIC, nah. <laughs> I've been on the electrisco. No, I, I can't It's wait. interesting how you have such a passion for transport. It is it's strange, adorable. but I love it, yeah. Well, here in Nova Spears, you have the opportunity to ride many different kinds of Have you taken the tram? Yeah, many times, yeah. Love the tram, yeah. Trolley. Well, I mean in Novosibirsk. Yeah, yeah. I've done both the Aww. trolley. I've done the tro- trolleybus and, and the um, and the tram. The the trolley bus was so funny. I went, I'm not a tall guy. I'm 5'7", so what's that, 170 centimeters. And I <laughs> got on this trolley bus and there was this seat whereby the <laughs> the seat in front of me like squished my knees. Oh yeah, that happens a lot. And and I couldn't. I it just sounds couldn't, like Pabieda, you know, I as well. <laughs> but right, I couldn't the, fathom how, if I were any taller, how how anyone could sit in that seat. And then suffering. Yeah, and, and as I was on this bus, it was started shaking really oh, violently, man. and you're just, getting the whole experience. And, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yes. and it broke down. And oh, it, it broke. Was, and now you, you it well, it's you know, quite, yeah. Full experience, was, adventure yeah. with a capital A. <laughs> That's right, and a capital was, D. Wait, what about um, all cap? I put so, that in all caps. Yeah. What about Marshutka? Have you ever taken? The, yeah, yeah, I've taken. Okay. Yeah, I went to. So I you think, can cross out everything off your list. So especially after Marshutka, yeah, pretty, you can. You got no holes in your bucket. They're, they're list. pretty good in Novosibirsk. <laughs> they're more modern. They're more modern in Novosibirsk. Then but, where? If well, I then may in ask. other parts of the country, but but Novosibirsk are pretty it, good. Well, yeah. And, yeah, I got. It's really funny because I mixed up the Where did you go? number Where? eight bus. I've, so the number eight bus, I mixed it up with the Mashruka, and I got the Mashruka. And, and the, the driver oh. said, oh. And he, he got to Zolotaya Neva, which is the metro yeah. station in, in um, yeah, here in Novosibirsk. And, and I said to him, um, I thought we we're going to Academic Dog. He's like, well. He said, just get off my bus. <laughs> we didn't say it like that, but it was yeah. wrong, wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. Wow, you are indeed having oh, adventures. So you, you took the yeah. bus, you took a POSIC from what, from Richnay Vauxhall to Academic? It was actually from the train station. Yeah, from the oh, you got the whole pleasure. So, yeah. so I got the whole, and then when <laughs> when I was at when I was at the train station, <laughs> yes. I went to the loo quickly, and 
and um I had these shoes which didn't have very good soles and I slipped oh, over. No. <laughs> oh, I, had this, oh. I could just tell this security guard who normally has a very serious face, he, oh. he starts smiling. <laughs> I mean, did you go down? What, what, did you d- go down? You fell? You- yeah, yeah, I slipped. It was a, it was a majestic fall. A it majestic was, fall. It was, <laughs> okay. it was pretty, it was a big oh fall. Oh my goodness. Ben, right ben was having an out, how, of body, out of body experience. Yeah. That's how you make, you know, all yeah. these serious gods smile. Yeah. I, I won't wow. be surprised if I end up on some compilation video in the future. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. From, Please from, don't. From yes. the surveillance videos, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, I think yeah. the restrooms at the, at the train station can be pretty rough still oh, yeah. yeah were they were yeah. they rough well, to, to yeah. be honest the one at the centrally so it was okay but it was the, the i had did i tell you my horror story mm. actually it's kind of graphic i don't want to go into too much detail but yeah <laughs> oh, after the podcast then yeah. go into the detail after no. the podcast i'll just say the location up to, up to was apsheronsk in krasnodarsky Krai. And doesn't even worst toilet ever oh. <laughs> yeah no gr- yeah in, in station, as somebody yeah. who took you know oh, a car station, trip yeah. from Yakutsk uh. to Novosibirsk I can imagine what you're yeah. talking about wait quick question yeah. but you have not taken a bus you know between cities yeah I have yeah you have from yeah, where to where I went from yeah from Novosibirsk to this place called Galbstadt oh yeah, yeah the yeah. German village yeah yeah so that was what eight and a half hours have you taken the train no, I really want to. I can't oh, wait to eventually the train, do yeah. the train is Trans-Siberian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can start small, you know, with like trip to Barnaul. I yeah. have no idea why you would want to go there. Krasnoyarsk, it's a cool place. Yeah, no, I know there's a monument there to the 10 ruble note. If you what? know, if you know about this, because the, they're phasing the monument, out the, they're phasing out the ten. Not ruble the monument, not the monument to the 10 ruble note, but the monument that is on the 10 ruble banknote. No, 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 there's, there's a really? monument to it because they're phasing out the 10 <laughs> right, ruble banknotes. Yes. And Krasnoyarsk is... This is the uh, lesser known. The Kras- oh, okay. Krasnoyarsk is on the 10 ruble banknotes. And there's now a, a monument to the 10 ruble banknotes. Oh, wow. Which you oh, can check course. out. I see. So they're, they're going to do away with the 10 ruble banknotes. Yeah, yeah, it's only it's coins so, now. I yeah. mean, when was the last time you saw yeah. that? Yeah, true. I, mean, so, I, I have yeah. had a couple... Sometimes have been they're, given they're a 10 ruble note and change, but they've been phased out. Yeah. Gotta go so that's to that's the thing to see in Krasnoyarsk is the 10 ruble bank. You got to go there while it's still warm because there is a place which is like a national park over there, which is pretty cool. Nice. So, yeah. All righty. Wow. We have a real transport expert and nerd over here. <laughs> Yes, we do. So, all right. So Maybe that, part three. Part three. <laughs> yes. What else yeah. are you going to talk about in part three, Benjamin? Yeah. About electricas? Oh, God. Uh, just everything. Maybe bicycles, maybe. Bicycle. Oh, bicycles. Maybe. Yeah. Bicycles, scooters. Yeah. Summer catty, that could be a whole... Or scooters, electric scooters could be a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> With you, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for this amazing podcast. So today we discussed transport part two and we mainly focused on airplanes and a little bit about water transport. So dear listeners, thank you for being here with us. And remember, if you struggle to understand our conversation, you are always welcome to our website, which is... Uh, www.bigappleschool.com slash podcast. Woo! 
you did that. Wow. I've been practicing. <laughs> that shows. Weeks and weeks and weeks. Every day. Every day. Morning. That shows Gary. <laughs> right, that- A round of applause for Gary, please. <laughs> okay. Right. So on that website, you can find full scripts of each episode and you can read it while listening. So it can really help you to understand every single thing we say. Also, if you want to get more content, which will help you learn English, you can follow us on the social media, such as Instagram, VK, YouTube, Telegram, and so on. Just search our name, which is Big Apple School. So that was Katya. And my guests for today were... Gary. And... Benjamin. AKA Transport Nerd. (laughs) Thank you. So stay tuned and we'll see you around.